0: Joining legendary broadcast pro Kevin McCullough on a mission unlike any other, united to bring back New York. Now, live from Studio 111, here's Kevin McCullough.
1: All right, welcome aboard. It's Thursday. That means it's Radio Night Live. We're off and running, and if you're joining us, that means you're ready to talk legal stuff. That's why that guy right there is the co-host on Thursday night. Hello, Imran sorry. How are you?
2: Doing well, Kevin. How are you?
1: Now, have you have you have you begun the Thursday night imbibing yet? If so, what is what is the cocktail in your hand tonight?
2: You, you know, uh, it's it's to come because there's a few uh, there's a bar association event. You know, one of my my buddies in the law is looking to uh, grab a uh, maybe an old fashioned or two over a steak. I got I got. Listen, can't, I got can't
1: argue with the old fashioned and steak. That's that's good stuff. <laughs> Yeah, so this, uh, earlier this evening, uh, around five o'clock, I went to a place called the Maison Pickle. Maison Pickle. Oh, yeah. Never heard of it before. But my buddy, uh, Keith Getty, the musician's in town, and he said, hey, come over and have a drink with me. So they've got, they've got a good martini. I'm gonna give them, I'm gonna give them kudos on the martini. Alright, uh, let's get into the, the real stuff. Um, Obviously, with Israel and everything else on the front page, the trials of President Trump are not as prominent in the news cycle, but there still seems to be some uh, hand-wringing of what's going on and how, how tightly these judges and their gag orders are going to work, uh, and you've got A.G., um, the AG in New York making her daily social media posts, like taunting the former president. Uh, Imran, it's, it's a, it's a big hot mess. What's, what's the latest? What's the, get, catch us up on what's happened in the last few, few days.
2: Yeah. So, and, and Kevin, I've been downtown, uh, with my own court appearances. In the very courthouse, uh, that, that trial is, is occurring in. I was down there twice this week and then I was in federal court, you know, right next door. And, you know, it's obviously the, the media circus out there. Uh, you got the media, I gotta navigate. Through reporters and and whatnot, and uh, to get into the courthouse. Uh, but all eyes are. I'm on disappointed that,
1: court. that they're not giving you the red carpet treatment because they should. You're the sports. You're the you're the legal journalism superstar on the rise, and they should be like parting the cameras so that Imran Ansari can
2: walk through. Ah, but listen, I'm doing my day job there. I don't have any press credentials. I'm purely a lawyer <laughs> going in to uh, represent my client at that point. That's true. Um, but yeah, no, it was a uh, event eventful week. In court uh, for Donald Trump in that trial, Uh, both Eric Trump and Donald Trump Jr. testifying. And, you know, that when that happens, obviously there's going to be more media coverage on it. But what is happening in that courthouse? You know, you have a very defiant Donald Trump uh you know he's staring down the judge he's calling out of course there's a, a gag order in place but he's really still uh you know with either with his body language calling out how he feels uh, about the proceeding but the uh what's at stake here kevin that's what's that's the big thing donald trump he's still the front runner in the gop polling um no Increasing his lead.
1: Increasing his lead. Increasing becoming his more lead. of the front
2: lever. Yeah. If you're a Donald Trump supporter or detractor, I think both sides can agree that Donald Trump does have a healthy ego. And <laughs> I think. <laughs> yeah, the sun's me. also hot. <laughs> exactly. What, what's at stake here is of course a, a financial penalty. Uh, you know, 250 million, I think AG James is looking for here. But what's really the important, uh, thing at stake is the ability for the Trump organization to conduct business in the state of New York. If you think about Donald Trump and the Trump family legacy, it's tied with New York. His father, uh, with real estate, Tr- Donald Trump himself, you know, Donald Trump, even though now he sort of disavowed New York based on political sort of tidings. Right. He's, he, he he's synonymous with New York. So for Donald Trump and the Trump organization, to be uh, prohibited from doing business in the state of New York I think it would be a you, tremendous blow, not only to Trump and just his his business, but to his ego. Uh, and I think that's really why you see Donald Trump defiant, angry uh in that courtroom. And he's got a lot of legal cases out there right now, Kevin. But yeah. he's there every day he needs to be. It's a civil case, Kevin. You don't necessarily have to be there as a litigant in a civil case. It's not like a criminal case. But Donald Trump is there every day he needs to really be there. There's been some well, days he's and not I, there, but
1: yeah. So you, you You've been around guilty people and innocent people long enough. You've seen human behavior on that level, not speaking from a legal sense, but from the way humans react to injustice or when they're wrongfully accused. And I'm not saying uh, that he has been necessarily, but I would expect someone who does believe that he is being railroaded and wrongfully accused to be acting exactly the way he's acting. Like, and obviously lawyers are going to try to have more control over their clients and get them to not, you know, break gag orders and stuff like that. But I was listening to just, just to this issue. I was listening to, um, AG James's last social media thing that she put out. Another video where she's trying to basically try the case in, in the court of the public. And she's saying that. You know, what he did was, is he got loans that were more favorable than they would have been for other people because of how he stated his, uh, his assets. Now, that on so many levels just there sounds like not really that big of a deal to me, but let's say that it's, it violates some sort of good public trust or law of some sort, whatever. Um, he said that, uh, you know, the deals that he got. Uh, normal people wouldn't have been able to get and he got him under terms that normal people wouldn't be able to get. But the thing that went off in my head is but he's capable of doing things that other people aren't capable of doing because of who he is. And just what you're pointing out, the amount of business and commerce and stuff that he's done for New York state and New York city. I mean, you know how many jobs he's given to people here and employed and d- still do in the different properties that he has and all the other stuff that's going on. I mean, every time he built a building, there were tons of contractors and construction guys that were hired and lots of jobs that went into building that building and maintaining it and everything else. And he's done how many buildings in New York alone? So it seems it's to me, it starts to sound kind of tin ear-ish. When she's saying, you know, we're not saying that he committed a crime. We're saying that he defrauded, uh, you know, the, the banks and got loans at terms he shouldn't have been eligible to. You know what else he also did? He paid every one of the loans back on time within the terms of the loans as they were given. He didn't, he didn't walk out on any of them. He didn't leave anybody left hanging with anything. So Imran Ansari, my question becomes, Let's say worst case scenario happens for Trump and he gets found guilty and they assign him this massive fine and prevent his company from being able to do business in New York. They're willing to do that over him taking a loan. And I know I'm simplifying it, but the crime that he loses everything that he has in the state of New York is that he took a loan and paid it back. Can we, can we start prosecuting people that declare bankruptcy instead of paying back their loans after this? I mean, cause they're getting, they're getting money for free. They're not paying it back. They're violating terms of, of contracts that they've signed. I mean, on some level, the insanity, from my perspective, the insanity of the charges with no one being defrauded and no clear victim being identified to me makes this case Garbage. Am I just out to lunch? Tell me, because I know you'll tell me the truth.
2: Well, Kevin, let's think about the case, right? The case is brought by the state of New York attorney general's office, right? Not a bank,
1: yeah. not a bank, yeah. not yeah. a yeah. not a guilty party, not someone who was offended or walked out on.
2: You're you're going down the path that I was just about to go down, right? So you don't have the plaintiff because this is a civil case, right? So he's not going to be found guilty. He'll be found liable. Um, <laughs> but you have a the AG's office you don't have the banks that issued the loans because they don't have a cause of action they weren't damaged yeah. ultimately they weren't damaged cuz the loans were were paid back
1: finish so finish your thought on the other yeah. side of the break we got to take one and pay some bills be right back stay here
3: This is Dennis Prager. Now you can listen to my show when it's convenient for you and without censorship from big tech. Become a member of the ultimate online community for all things Prager. It's PragerTopia Unlimited. Listen to every radio show over the last 10 years, all commercial free. You can even listen to all my Torah teachings for free. Join today and save 25% off the first year and get a free Pragertopia coffee mug. Go to pragertopia.com or click the banner at dennisprager.com.
0: AM 97,
3: the answer.
4: Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com.
0: Mike Gallagher, let's do better
3: times. Let's have a return to world peace. Let's have a return to stability. Let's have a return to epic joblessness and epically low mortgage rates and inflation under control and an effort to secure a border.
0: Let's get Trump back in the White House. The Mike Gallagher Show. Weekdays at 10. Anea, 970. The answer.
5: Of all the boys, boys, boys. And
0: now, boys, from boys, New York, boys, back to Radio Night Live. Here's Kevin McCullough.
1: Welcome back. It's Legal Night. He's Imran. I'm Kevin. Now, Imran, we had to unceremoniously interrupt you. You were explaining that. The the plaintiff in this case is kind of they they're not existent like the state of New York brought the case against Donald Trump um, not a bank that was wrong, et cetera et cetera pick up from there
2: sure he made good on the loans as you pointed out in in the last segment so you don't have a bank as an agreed party there's no damages that's going to be stemming from a bank being stiffed on a fraudulent uh, or alleged fraudulent loan um, you have the AG's office and it, it, there are certain laws, right? Like this is a fraud law. You gotta be forthcoming. You gotta be accurate on the documents that you present to a bank in order to get a loan. Um, but you have the AG's office bringing it here, which is why some people, uh, believe that this isn't necessarily a case that's motivated by A breaking of the law, and if the, and listen, it's sort of strict liability, you can't do that, but the motivation to take it to trial, to be so, uh, hard on it, that's where you, you have to ask yourself, is this politically motivated? And we've talked about this many times, Kevin, uh, and it's no, no case whether it be a civil case or a criminal case should have politics behind it it should be purely because the breaking uh the old, a law is broken no right. one is above the law i'm not saying that donald trump is above the law or anyone is above the law and now you see sort you see a lot of people politicians facing legal woes not just donald trump but bob menendez you know democrat coming out of new jersey you got george santos surviving a vote to get him okay. expelled today that's, that's you know incredible. Yeah, I mean, this is it, is, it is incredible times we're living in. But, you know, here in this case, um, what is the motivation? Uh, and would you have brought those charges elsewhere? Would you have been given a deal, you know, someone else under these circumstances? Uh, because well, you let don't me have ask to sell a follow a up on, on that. Party. Yeah.
1: Because I'm familiar, I mean, I'm not a lawyer. We all know this. You're the lawyer. I just ask the questions. There's a thing called standing. In trials where many times the Supreme Court will say in its ruling, you know, so and so cannot bring that case. We will not take that appeal because they lack standing. And standing to me has, I've always understood it as being somebody who had been genuinely wronged or was a victim of the actions of the person that they're bringing the charges against. Like you can clearly identify that that party was the one that was wrongfully uh, impacted and therefore they're the ones that are allowed to bring the suit. Why does the judge recognize the state of New York as having standing when there's no one when there's no victim to this crime there's no one that got robbed or got taken advantage of or is is even suffering now because of the actions of, of Mr. Trump. I mean the banks being paid back in full on time to the terms of the loan Look, there's millions of people that are behind on loans across this country right now that are not fulfilling loans on time within the the terms of the loans that they've negotiated. I mean, that debt consolidation is a huge industry for a reason. What gives the AG the standing to take the place of a victim that does not seem to exist?
2: Well, the AG, the Attorney General, is empowered with the ability to prosecute, on a criminal side and also civil side, uh, the breaking of laws. If there are civil penalties uh, and statutes and laws were broken on a civil statute, they, the AG has the ability to bring that person or a business uh, into court and, quote-unquote, prosecute them and bring a case against them. Does this
1: happen for, regularly? For Do you see AGs getting involved in big civil cases like give me an example of something that you're aware of that's been tried civilly by an ag
2: sure so i mean just not to discuss you know my my clients i'll just leave it i i have a few cases now that are civil cases uh where the ag is bringing a case against a business or an individual right okay um one of the cases i handled for harvey weinstein was are, there, are
1: there clear victims in those cases, or is it like this case where there's not a victim, but the AG is just
2: prosecuting? Some of them have clear victims. Uh, some of them are more just financial and paper okay. cases, right? A paper case would be something like like the case we have here. Even right. though we, we don't have a, a damaged bank, um, there are strict laws that say you can't fudge the numbers, to put it in the most simple sense. Sure. And if you run afoul of that, no matter, you know, the AG's office can bring a case, even though the bank says, no, 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 we're fine. We're OK. We got paid. We don't care. We don't want to get involved. Um, just based on the statute or breaking of the law, a case can still be brought. How do you feel about that? Look, Kevin, I, I'm a lawyer, right? So I think that laws are enacted to be followed uh you know i used to be a prosecutor i took an oath that the uh the laws on the books even if you don't agree with it and i think this could open up another conversation yeah um uh, should be followed
1: well i uh, espe- i appreciate that cuz i want people to respect law and law and order but i just have a hard time grasping how that's a good use of taxpayer money for the ag to be going after people that didn't harm anybody like it just it's just really like i get it um I guess I guess it makes sense on some level that you know they're watching out for the bad the people that are doing the bad things, um, but I usually I just we I think we just are accustomed to thinking of crimes and having victims truly aggrieved persons that have been victimized needing these types of helps uh, when when something has been unjust in their situation.
2: Well, I just, well uh, Kevin, I, I mean t- to that point. If he wasn't Donald Trump and it wasn't the Trump organization, would that have been on the radar whatsoever? Probably not. You know, even well, another big corporation. Didn't it
1: surpass the statute of limitations and they had the, the, the assembly go back into session and pass
2: a law just so that she could bring this? Right. I mean, that's that's what I'm saying. This is, I mean, That's is a little, that's a little is, targeted there. It, 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 now, the business, I'm, I'm pointing out, you know, the window on Fifth Avenue from where I am. You know, the, a business across the street or in this building I'm in right now, if they did the same thing, most likely, and, and they made good on their, their payments to the bank and the bank, uh, was said, okay, we got the money and, and was sort of, lulled into the sense of ignorance, you know, but they were happy and placated because they got paid back. No one would ever know, right? That's built. It would be, you know, coming and gone. And the AG's office certainly wouldn't take all the measures. Like you say, to use taxpayer dollars, use resources, use the time of the attorneys in the attorney general's office to bring that case. This case has been brought because Donald Trump is Donald Trump. And it's whether it be because he's under a microscope now or because a politician wants to do a hit job to for their own... Well, she campaigned on it.
1: Like, she got elected on the promise that she was going to go find something to prosecute him over.
2: This is what it was. And that's what we're seeing these days, though, Kevin. I mean, that we've talked about it before, the, the use of agencies, no matter what, right, especially prosecutorial agencies, to sort of push... A political agenda is not the way it should be. Yeah. right. Well, it certainly seems to be
1: um, irritating the former president. Let's put it that way. And uh, when we come back, I'm going to ask you about his other case because the judge in that case decided to make a decision on a gag order this week. And what does how does that um, apply here, I guess, is what we'll say uh, when we deal with it. Uh, we're talking about the federal case out of Washington, D.C., Um, And who knows if the president will comply with it or not. He's not he's not shown a lot of respect for the gag order in New York City as of yet. But that judge also hasn't fined him beyond the first fine. So we'll see what we'll see what happens from there. He's Imran. I'm Kevin. We're glad you're with us. It's uh, radio night live and we're coming right back.
5: With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters reporting the House has approved a nearly $14.5 billion in military aid package for Israel, but without humanitarian assistance for Gaza. The approach by new speaker Mike Johnson poses a direct challenge to Democrats and President Joe Biden. Biden has said he'd veto the bill. Next steps are uncertain since Democrats say the GOP bill will go nowhere in the Senate. Johnson's approach requires the emergency aid be offset with spending cuts at the IRS to go after tax dodgers. Biden instead wants nearly $106 billion for Israel, Ukraine, Gaza, U.S. border security and other needs. The House also approved a resolution condemning support on college campuses for terrorist groups. On Wall Street, the Dow up by 564 points. More details at srnnews.com.
6: with two bath towels, two hand towels, and two washcloths. Regular price is $79.98 for a limited time. You can get this six-pack towel set for only thirty nine ninety nine with promo code JOEP. That's a 50% savings. Go to MyPillow.com, call 800-651-0798. Use the promo code P to save 50% on the MyPillow six-pack towel sets.
4: Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Hi, Kevin McCullough. It's
1: hard to believe, but the holidays will be here before we know it. So why not make them truly memorable this year on board the Atlantis yacht with New York Cruises? Captain Fred and the amazing New York Cruises staff go above and beyond with absolutely every detail. Whether you've been put in charge of planning the office Christmas party or looking to do something exciting for the holidays, why not take the party off land and on to sea? Call 212-633-1231 or visit NewYorkCruises.com and see how Captain Fred and his first-class yacht crew will make your special occasion an unforgettable day. The Atlantis of New York Cruises is the perfect venue for corporate events, weddings, engagement and anniversary parties, reunions, retirement parties, birthdays, bar, bat mitzvahs, you name it. Call 212-633-1231 to book your unforgettable event today or visit NewYorkCruises.com. That's 212-633-1231 or NewYorkCruises.com.
3: From the relieffactor.com studios, Relief Factor. It's real. It works. It is liberating over a million Americans right now, me included. Yes, I had a low back pain issue that plagued me for nine years, almost a decade. Then I took Relief Factor. Two weeks later, I was pain free. But it's not just me. It's people like Yvonne from California. Listen to Yvonne's story. Both my husband and I are in our 70s and are so grateful to have found Relief Factor. We tried so many other solutions, but none of them have given us the freedom of being pain-free like Relief Factor. Just those two words, pain-free, should be reason enough for you to order the three-week quick starter pack at relieffactor.com. It'll be at your door in three days or less, take a morning meeting like I do, and I promise you, Dr. G's guarantee, by the end of those three weeks, you will know whether it works for you. Like it works for me, Yvonne and over a million of your fellow Americans. Call right now, one 800 4 That's 1-800-473-5433. Or go to relieffactor.com. Breaking news and local
0: news. Find it on our website, am970theanswer.com. And now from New York, back to Radio Night Live. Here's Kevin McCullough. Right. Radio Night
1: Live, Legal Night. Uh, without question, one of my favorite broadcasts that I do all week because Imran Ansari is just a pure legal genius and he helps us understand things uh, so much better. In fact, Imran, I've gotten so smart about uh, law stuff just from talking with you. Like I drop it into other conversations and places when I'm out and stuff and they're like, how do you know that? I'm like, well, uh, Imran Ansari told me. And they're like, wow, that guy knows what he's talking about. Uh, so, besides the Kind of uh, weird civil case that's going on in New York City right now, and just to just to put a button on that, if he loses this, he can appeal this. It has the potential to go to the Supreme Court
2: eventually if if he were to appeal it. Yeah, if there's if there's issues that are going to be uh, implicating um, federal issues and it goes up, well, if it just exhausts this, uh, uh, the remedies in the state appellate process, go up to the Court of Appeals. For whatever reason, um, you know, if there's a means to bring it to the Supreme Court, um, I think that he would try to do so, but we'd have to identify something that would lend itself to that.
1: Well, I think that if you're his attorney, you're, you're making note of a number of things. Like she campaigned on trying to get him. Like, you know, where's the victim here? Like, I mean, there's, I just think there's a lot of angles of attack on, on whatever may eventually come down. Who knows? But, Let's switch over to his D.C. case, because the judge in that case uh, had stayed a gag order that she had put in place, and now she has unstayed the stay. Uh, what was she trying to block him from talking about, and now what is he now not allowed to talk about any longer?
2: Sure. So, yes, the uh, the stay is back in place, a limited stay. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, a limited gag order, um, which prohibits him. From making any public statements or directing others to make any public statements that target the special counsel prosecuting the, his, the case or his staff, defense counsel or their staff, any of this court staff or other supporting personnel, any reasonable foreseeable witness or the substance so of their So he can't staff. say
1: mean things about Mr. Smith anymore.
2: It's pretty much, it, it's very similar to the gag order that was placed here in New York by the, the judge in the uh, New York State Supreme Court. Yeah, so, and
1: they they did that because, and the judge when he fined him, he, he perceived that uh, Donald Trump had threatened one of his court associates or something and since so that was what he got the $10,000 fine for. Um, I've noticed that he has not criticized the judge or the prosecutor or really, even really, Tish James uh, very much uh, since that gag order has gone into place. So I think on, on for the most part, He's abiding by it. Um, I think that he claimed his his violating of that was directed at Michael Cohen, who was not... He's not a prosecutor, and he's not part of the judge's group, and I didn't understand, you know, what that... But if, if he perceived it as being someone else. In this case, does it mean that he literally cannot... Like, if he goes and he holds a weekend rally somewhere, and in this part of his speech, he's, you know, he's taking on um, corrupt... Uh, the corrupt justice system, as is evidenced by the case that so and so brought against me, would that be a violation of, of the DC order, just naming him?
2: Y- yes, it would. And and what's interesting, Kevin, is that organizations, individuals who are, are normally you know critical of Donald Trump, who are, who are no fans of Donald Trump, have actually come out and criticized the gag order uh, based on First Amendment. Reasons, um, and that's including the ACLU. So break that down for us.
1: Why are they doing that?
2: Sure. So, I mean, of course, the First Amendment, uh, grants us the freedom of speech. It's one of the most sacred amendments, uh, of the Constitution. It is the First Amendment and it implicates so many values that we have, uh, in the United States. That we enjoy and those in other nations that don't have the Constitution and these liberties, uh, they do not enjoy that. And and in order for a prosecutor, uh, I mean, a prosecutor needs to really meet a high bar to have a gag order in place because of the First Amendment and those First Amendment considerations. Uh, and, you know, those who are advocates of the First Amendment who want it to be liberally construed, applied in many circumstances uh, or as many circumstances as possible, have criticized the gag order because they think it's limiting uh, the former president's First Amendment right to free speech. Uh, and, you know, it's a very fine line, and that's why I think judges... Even this judge in the federal court um, was was somewhat apprehensive about initiating or implementing the gag order. Um, I think you know some of the the comments that Donald Trump has has put out there um, recently. And listen again, there, there are people, many people who support Donald Trump, who will concede that sometimes Donald Trump is. His own worst enemy, and his his words, his mouth uh often can land him in trouble, right because he there's no filter there, and people love him for that also, right um, you know, I think he said, if you go after me, I'm coming after you, something to that effect, <laughs> and putting that out there, like if I was his lawyer and I suddenly saw on whatever social media truth social, that i, I this would be my reaction I'd be putting my hand my head in my hands. And shaking my head and saying, Oh boy, right?
1: So I think that bottle of bourbon in the drawer would be out on the desk.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So you gotta be careful, right? But so but uh there's a lot of First Amendment issues that could be implicated here. I don't think it would be wise for Donald Trump to challenge it. Uh, just because you would rather have it, um, you know, some time pass, not necessarily rail against anyone, abide yeah. by that gag order, and then have your attorneys make a motion to lift it.
1: All right. He's Imran. I'm Kevin. We're coming right back from New York. Stay here.
7: Hi, it's Arthur Idala. I've been talking about the court reporting program at Plaza College for some time now. Well, Plaza College has been around since 1916, and not only do they have the school of court reporting, but they have four other schools of study, including their new school of nursing. The accelerated Bachelor of Science in Nursing program can be completed in just 16 months. And I'd like to offer congratulations to the first graduating cohort of nursing students. This first cohort began with 20 students, and 18 successfully completed the program. What an accomplishment. Plaza also has a dental hygiene program with a 20-chair community clinic. Students work on live patients under the supervision of a dentist. It's an incredible experience. For additional information regarding the programs I mentioned or Plaza's other areas of study, like their School of Business and Paralegal Studies or their School of Allied Health, email info at plazacollege.edu. Info at plazacollege.edu. That's info at plazacollege.edu.
2: My name is Imran Ansari, and I lead the civil litigation division of Idala Bertuda and Kamins, the preeminent New York litigation law firm. The tires screech, the impact is felt. Boom you've just been in a car accident. It's a scary situation that none of us want to experience. But if you have been injured in a car accident, then you may be entitled to significant monetary compensation for your injuries. It's important you speak to an attorney right away to make sure your rights are protected. Myself and our team of experienced trial attorneys will never settle for less than what you deserve. We are always ready to go to court to fight for you and seek justice. So if you or a loved one have been injured in an accident, don't delay. Call Idala Bertuna and cammon at 212-486-0011 that's 212-486-0011 or visit us on the web at idallalaw.com. Idallalaw.com. Idala bertuna and cammon's fighting for justice fighting for you
4: Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com.
3: Dennis Prager explains a glaring difference. As I have said, and I'm not the only one, the primary difference between Hamas and the Nazis, since both wish to exterminate the Jews, one of Israel, one of Europe, the biggest difference is that the Nazis tried to hide what they did, whereas Hamas wants it publicized.
0: The Dennis Prager Show. Weekdays at 1, right before Sebastian Gorka at 3, on 970. The answer.
1: Hi, Kevin McCullough. Wish there was an easier way to navigate the world of real estate, if only there was a way to learn from the best. Well, now there is. Saturdays at 10, our very own Dottie Herman, Vice Chair of Douglas Elliman, gives you the inside track to what is hot in real estate. So tune in, I on Real Estate Saturdays at ten on AM nine seventy The Answer. That's I on Real Estate Saturday mornings at ten o'clock on AM nine seventy The Answer.
0: America first with Sebastian Gorka. Weekday afternoons at three and evenings at ten on AM nine seventy The Answer.
5: Ooh, what a little moonlight can do.
0: Back to Kevin McCullough live from New York.
5: Ooh. What a
1: little moonlight can do to you. All right. And as uh, promised, we uh, every uh, so often uh, get to interact with the the staff, the faces, the personalities of those at Plaza College doing such great work in uh, several areas of study. Uh, But what we have talked about and what we have featured on the show lately is their school of court reporting. And someone who uh, that passion is very close to her heart is Karen Santucci, who runs the entire thing. And she's back with us. Hello, Karen.
8: Hi Kevin, how you
1: doing? The last time we were together, we were on the campus at Plaza and we were, um, I was blown away by your students, by your faculty, by the staff of the school, I mean just I could not be more effusive than to say that when I went there it blew me out of the water and what a fantastic night we had that night. Yeah, that
8: was a lot of fun, the students are still talking about it, it was amazing, it was amazing. And, you it know, was the first time we've done it. We haven't done it in person since COVID. So it was so great to be back in the school and be around everybody and just be able to hug people and say hello. It was wonderful. Sure. Tell me some of the
1: stories that come out of the symposium on court reporting. Because there's there's uh, important people there from the state courts and from the city courts that are looking for court reporters. Do you have any stories out of this year's symposium?
8: Well, the the main story is to let those people know that we do have students in school. You know, that's always the big question. I mean, I just last week, I was, got a call from um, the Bronx Grand uh, Jury, the supervisor over there, because they were not at our symposium. And she was asking me, she said, oh, do we have students coming out? Because, you know, the higher-ups are worried that we might have to resort to digital because there's no more people going into the field. And I told her, absolutely not. In fact, they sent her over a couple of students already for interviews. So that is that is the issue, is just to let people know. This is still a vital uh profession, and they, we are getting the word out. You know, right now we started doing those A to Z classes, it was once a month. The last, in, over the summer, we've been doing them twice a month. So we are getting people interested, we're getting people enrolled, and and we're getting people out of the program and into the field, which is wonderful.
1: Well, and one of the things that impressed me, I mean, we've had a lot of conversations on this show about the court reporting program now, so I'm far more educated on it than I was when we started having those conversations. But it is a lucrative field that someone who can get trained and get trained fairly quickly can go from doing something else that they may not enjoy that much to having a really fulfilling career and a good salary coming in in a short period of time. Talk about the process.
8: So the program itself is a two year program, you know, and since it's skill based, depending on the student and how much time they practice, they can do it in less than two years or a little bit more than two years. But the bottom line is because of the great need, they have lessened the amount of work experience to get into the court system. So for those that you know, we have freelance which is wonderful and you could, you know, make your own schedules, but for those that want that court position and to get all the benefits and that high salary, just six months of work experience you could go right into lower court and in the New York area down in the city that starting starting salary is just shy of ninety thousand plus transcripts. So that's a wonderful starting uh salary for someone with a two year college degree. And, and again this this is an amazing job. It's not boring. Every day you're in the middle of like these stories and these crimes right. and you know, you're in the middle of everything.
1: Well, and explain, you just mentioned the transcripts. Uh, I know what you mean, but there may be people tuned in that are just hearing this for the first time. The transcripts and owning their transcripts and having possession of their transcripts is a very lucrative part of the the deal, too.
8: Right. So, you know, as as a court reporter, you work on that steno machine, you take down the testimony in steno. But... After that, that testimony is transcribed into a transcript, which the attorneys, the judges, they pay for that by the page. So for that transcript, you get paid by the page. And if there's multiple attorneys, it's multiple, you know, money keeps adding up. And uh, and again, we mentioned how, you know, it's their possession because few years down the road. So if
1: your case is referenced by a court five years from now, 10 years from now, they come back and you get paid on it again.
8: Absolutely. Absolutely. So it's always it's always your property and they will come back and ask for it. And you charge again.
1: Now, I just voiced a brand new commercial for Plaza and it mentions the A to Z program. And you just made mention of it a second ago. It's um, you're taking enrollment again. Talk to us about what that is and how it works and why people should maybe go sign up for it right now.
8: Okay. Because of the dire need for court reporters, uh, a few years ago, the National Court Reporters Association came up with this free class because they felt give people an opportunity to see what the steno machine is all about, how we write phonetically before they sign up and enroll in a class. So we offer this free class at Plaza with almost now we're doing it twice a month. So you can just sign up. Uh, you can access um, the steno keyboard. If you don't have a machine, you could uh, download it on the iPad. And what we do at the Plaza, we have these little tiny machines that pull a tiny mod that you can hook up to your laptop. And it has the, it's just the keyboard, but you can get the feel of the steno machine. And we do this course for uh, four sessions. We go through the whole alphabet. We, we let students get the feel of how to work the steno machine, the dexterity of the fingers. And they have a good idea if this is for them or not, which, which is great because then when they come into school, they're ready to go and they're excited. So it's a wonderful, wonderful program. It's free. It's
1: a free and offering.
8: It's free offering, and you just have to contact uh, Plaza College. It's info at plazacollege.edu. Speak to one of our, of our admission reps, and I am in every one of the classes. So I sit in with one of my faculty. We do a hands-on. We have, you know, we're on a, it's, it's virtual, of course, but we're on a Zoom, and we have the little tiles. We see everybody's hand placements, and we, it's really a great a great way to see if, if this is something you'd like to do.
1: So, friends, I, I don't want to uh, underestimate this. Uh, this. This could really give you uh, kind of an you know, an unexpected insight into something that you could do completely differently than what you're doing now and begin to make uh, a really nice living for yourself. There are multiple people that were there at the symposium that night that we have had on the show that have all said, I wasn't looking for this when it came along, but it came along and it changed my life. Um, the, our steno influencer is one of them. She's like, she now she's an advocate trying to get other people to become stenographers. So, uh, send that email to info at plazacollege.edu, info at plazacollege.edu, and just say you want to sign up for the A to Z program. Karen Santucci, we appreciate everything that you're doing. Thank you for hosting us. We had a great time. Can't wait to come back sometime, and thanks for being with us tonight.
8: Thank you so much, Kevin.
1: You got it. That's info at plazacollege.edu, info at plazacollege.edu, and reference the A to Z Program Kevin McCullough and Imran Ansari coming back with Imran's legal tips for the night next. Hi, Kevin McCullough. Wish there was an easier way to navigate the world of real estate. If only there was a way to learn from the best. Well, now there is. Saturdays at 10, our very own Dottie Herman, vice chair of Douglas Elliman, gives you the inside track to what is hot in real estate. So tune in, I On Real Estate, Saturdays at 10 on AM 970, The Answer. That's I On Real Estate, Saturday mornings at 10 o'clock on AM 970, The Answer. Hi, Kevin McCullough. Many students finish college without a clear path towards a career. Do you know a graduate in that position? Tell them about Plaza College's Accelerated Program in Court Reporting, which allows you to speed your way into the legal field and make great money without going to law school. This is an in-demand, lucrative career with flexibility that more people need to know about. I'm told district attorneys are in dire need of court reporters. Courts, schools, and television stations are all seeking these professionals to record and caption everything from depositions, classes, live shows, and sporting events. With the national shortage, NCRA partnered with Plaza College to offer a free two-week virtual seminar that gives a glimpse into the world of court reporting and captioning. The program is called A to Z, and it's being offered free and can be completed from the convenience of your home. Sign up today by emailing Info at plaza That's info at plaza
6: Wesley Financial Group is not a law firm. Everyone knows the old saying, nothing lasts forever. Well, whoever said that obviously never bought a timeshare. Not only do your maintenance fees and assessment fees go on forever, they go up forever. I'm Chuck McDowell, founder of Wesley Financial Group. Over 10 years ago, I was a timeshare salesman. But once I saw the dark side of the business, I quit. I started helping folks get out of the timeshares. Since then, we've helped over 30,000 families by getting them out of bad timeshares. If your timeshare agreement goes on forever, if you were told timeshares are a great investment, or your maintenance fees will never go up, you have questions, we have the answers. Give us a call. I guarantee if we take you as a client, we'll get you out of your timeshare or you'll pay nothing
0: call wesley now for your free information kit 800-839-8484 that's 800-839-8484 800-839-8484
4: listen to us online at am 970 theanswercom tune in iheart alexa or odyssey.com
0: brandon tatum is next on am 970 the answer Radio Night Live. Here's Kevin McCullough.
1: All right. Final few minutes on Legal Night. He's Imran. I'm Kevin. And I hope that you enjoy uh, these Thursday night chats because I learned so much uh, from Imran. And now uh, it, he even gets to give us a custom little uh, mini law lesson, the Esquire etiquette. What, what are we talking about tonight?
2: So let's talk about uh, one's First Amendment rights. Uh, you know, First Amendment as I was saying earlier in the show, Kevin, I mean, it affords great liberty, uh, to one to exercise their right of freedom of speech. That means that you're able to really get your views out there. You're not to be muted. You're not to be, uh, you know, put a, a, a gag on you, so to say. Um, and you may offend people, right? You, but if, if you, you are entitled to do that, um, in many ways. So, the First Amendment is an important, important right, and now people find themselves in situations where they're either being terminated from their job, being reprimanded in some form uh, for speaking their views, and of course if you are in an employee in a private setting, your employer does have the right to sort of put in some safeguards, right? You can't go around, uh, you know, harassing someone. You can't say things that are discriminatory. There's also laws in place to curtail certain speech in certain areas, right? But um, if you find yourself sort of arbitrarily being terminated uh, or uh, uh, retaliated against or treated differently purely because you're exercising your freedom of speech in some way in the workplace I don't know in on a college campus somewhere. Um, well, you may have your rights uh, being trampled on, and that may give rise to uh, legal remedy. Not always, but um, it could. And that's that way. If if you really do feel that somehow you're being targeted because you're just um, exercising your freedom of speech, you may want to consult with an attorney who's versed in First Amendment law and see if you uh, yourself. Um, are being a victim of unlawful restriction or action uh, and you may have a lawsuit perhaps I don't know but always remember that the First Amendment is a very strong right that we as Americans are afforded and if you feel that that right is somehow being trampled on you should speak to an attorney
1: yeah well and since you handle the I mean you're the head of the civil litigation department at ABK they would call your office it would be a, the civil litigator that you would talk to
2: Correct, correct, and I'm handling cases where purely for someone um exercising uh their freedom of speech they've been terminated or or harassed or discriminated against in the workplace um and that's against the law
1: and then you're fighting on their behalf to get their rights reinstated correct. um. Well, thank you, Imran. It's, uh, as always, a very um, illuminating night for me when I get to pick your brain. And I always appreciate it. And now I'll let you get back to the uh, pounds and pounds of uh, stacks of papers that you have all around you before you go and have that libation and enjoy those events tonight.
2: Thank you, Kevin. Always great to be on.
1: You got it. Kevin McCullough coming back uh, tomorrow night with Christine Nicholas and company. Actually, we're not. We're off tomorrow night. It's uh, football night here on AM 970. So we'll see you again next week. Take care.